You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It is now 21 minutes after 5 o'clock and we're in conversation with Roger Lilly, who is an energy analyst. ESCOM is reviewing documentation and schedules around load shedding stages to prepare itself just in case we move to stage 8 load shedding as it works to restore power supply. The Power Utilities CEO, Andre Dereiter, says they are working around the clock to de-escalate the ongoing stage 6 load shedding by the weekend. However, um, the risk of stage 8 load shedding is always there considering their challenges. Challenges. Now joined on the line by Roger Lilly. Roger, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. First of all, during this press briefing, there was an assurance from Ander Dereiter that um, we won't be hitting stage 8 load shedding. Are you convinced? Good afternoon, Alton. Thank you for inviting me to your show and good, e- good evening to your listeners. I am not convinced, uh, I must be honest, because uh, when we were in load uh, stage 4, we were told that load stage, stage 6 would be unlikely. Um, and here we are at stage six permanently for the week. Um, so, no, I, I'm not convinced. You're not convinced. So on what basis then would do you think Andre Dereiter would make such an argument? And even in their own statement, as I shared with our, with our listeners earlier on, they spoke about the high levels of breakdowns. And if this does continue, there's a possibility of further um, changes on the stages of load shedding at short notice. So what could have been different this time around? Since well, the morning, uh, since last night's uh, statement, sorry. Exactly. Um, the, the reality is that management do not know what's going on inside the power stations. Um, things are breaking down, whether they are breaking down because of deliberate action or whether they're breaking down because of uh, simply the machine is old and, and giving trouble. It's impossible for, to tell. And it's impossible for to, to tell for us as well as for, for, for the management. We can't see into the future. And I, personally, I think that Andre Dereiter and the rest of the Eskom board are very concerned um, about panic coming into the country. Mm. Um, you know, the moment you start talking about such high levels of load shedding, people literally do panic. Um, and we'll have, we saw it, if you remember, when, uh, when, when COVID first happened and everybody went berserk buying all sorts of things, yeah. toilet paper and what have you. Um, so that eventually the shops were putting signs up, only two of this and only three of that per customer. This is what people do. They go into a panic mode. And uh, it seems, but, you know, it's, it's, it's great concern that, uh, that, that the situation has got to this state um, because this, this is not unforeseen. Uh, you know, the, the, the equipment has been failing and the stages of, of, of uh, failed generation equipment has become greater and greater it just a few months ago we were at between 12 and 16,000 megawatts of breakdowns now we're over 21,000 megawatts of breakdown you know it just means that the energy available fact availability factor uh, that is the amount of electricity actually available from Eskom's power stations is becoming less and less and less what do you think that energy availability factor is? Because earlier on during the press briefing, um, it was said that we are at around 53%. Um, and when I shared that with our followers on, on Twitter, most of them actually came back to say, actually, it's around 47%. Yeah, it's definitely lower than 50%. The problem right. is, you see, what you use as, as a base reference. Mm. So. Um, Eskom sometimes talk about the fact that they've got 50,000 megawatts of capacity, but that includes all sorts 
of, of generating capacity, including emergency uh, capacity, which you shouldn't take into consideration. So we've really got somewhere between 45 and 47,000 megawatts. So if we've got 21 plus the five or six that's out already uh, for, for, for maintenance down, well, then we are. We're at 50 or less percent, absolutely. Sure. Um, and how do we get out of this in the next short while? Um, we know that there's been the discussion, for instance, around um, ESCOM's debt. We're waiting to hear what the minister has to say. And during this press briefing as well, um, Andre de Reiter did speak about uh, the conversations that have been happening with um, with Treasury to try and procure diesel. Right. So what are we going to do? We buy more diesel, then we drive the... Uh, open cycle gas turbine units to death and then they break down and then we're really in the dark. Mm. That's not the solution. The solution is for the Minister of Energy to do what he was asked to do three years ago, and that is to procure reliable, affordable electricity in the, in the scope of between 4,000 and 6,000 megawatts. He had time to do that. He has failed to do that. He continues to make statements that are unhelpful and irresponsible and the country sits in darkness how many jobs have been lost how much damage has been done to the economy does it suit him uh for this does it suit the governing the ruling party to have load shedding that's the question i think we should be asking Mm -hmm. and also again the minister of finance this week will also i guess touch on what the president spoke about during the state of the nation address and i don't know how much further that would go and this is around um the rooftop uh, solar systems and also coming in with the price strategy um to offset the high cost especially for poor consumers yes this is this is the solution um, we've, we've, got to, we've got to really accelerate rooftop solar. Um, South Africa is blessed with a lot of sunshine throughout the year, throughout the country. Um, and we, we, need to, we need to maximize that. And the government needs to make that available. Um, and so we, we, we need to find ways, and hopefully the, the Minister of Finance will come up with something uh, to, to make this possible. But we're going to see, and we're already seeing in the commercial and industrial spaces, big strides towards rooftop solar. So shopping malls and, and factories uh, using more and more of, of the solar. Now, when they do that, of course, they also relieve some of the pressure on Eskom, which means that the overall load in the country starts to decrease, which means that load shedding can, be, can decrease. So every little bit helps. Um, in terms of coming down to house level, particularly in, 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 in uh, the, the lower income areas, then it becomes much more difficult because the equipment is fairly expensive to buy and install and cannot just be put up by any old DIYer. Um, there are uh, regulations that must be complied with because we don't want people's houses burning down yeah. um, through, through, through bad installations, and that can happen, unfortunately. And then, of course, there's the other part. Uh, we were actually supposed to have a conversation, Roger, with one of the security companies. Uh, they have a report yeah. out that states that um, during load shedding or when people leave their homes, their rooftop solars are now being stolen. I have heard of that. It's, it's, it's very serious. Um, but it's like anything, you know, it, it's, it's becoming a commodity, a commodity with a value. Um, and so, you know, opportunists are going to use those opportunities. So one has to, if you install that, it has to be done in such a way uh, that it's protected as best as you possibly can. Um, 
One thing that's interesting that is a development that's happened in the UK, and I think something that we could consider, is that they're now looking at shared resources so that houses, maybe two or three houses put up a solar system between them. They share the cost between two or three properties, and then they share the electricity generated, and everybody benefits from it, or every, you know, those four, or three or four houses would benefit each together. Um, so that is another option that could could help to reduce the costs uh, per household if we if we consider that sort of arrangement. Yeah, Roger, thank you so much for your time. Roger Lilly is an energy analyst. Your voice notes on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. You can tweet at Aldrin Simpia, and our studio line is zero zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. On Twitter, TMFSA says, this is where our country is heading. One, polluted air because of generators, high demand of petrol, polluted water and high demand of water. Cry, our beloved country. It's half past five.